0: Hello and welcome to the Splintered Podcast. I'm Steve Backtic, and joining me, as always, he's got his whale tattoos in the water, ready to go. It's Gabe Acevedo. I am ready. I am ready, and I
1: will never let go, Steve. I will never let go.
0: <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Hey, we're talking. We're talking big Jim today. Okay, James Cameron movies back. He's he's back he's in back. the box office. He's back. The long-awaited return with uh, his newest installment of the Avatar franchise. What is it? Page two of five. Page of two this? of
1: five. Yep. Potentially five. Page two of five. You know? Three is already done. Four is halfway done, and five—the script was just finished.
0: Great. It's not like uh, I'm following
1: him everywhere <laughs> every single time he does something because I don't you, love the man at all. No. You,
0: you do drink from the the fountain of. I Cameron. am from the
1: Cameron Kool Aid <laughs> generation. Yes, I am.
0: It's all good. Uh, we're talking we're talking Avatar the way of water. We're going to talk about Titanic a little bit. too. it's 25 years. Are you excited about that? Oh, yeah. It's my your favorite, favorite movie, movie of all right?
1: time. My favorite movie of all time. No shame. And yeah, how funny I is, never is that, that
0: two that? Some of our favorite movies like your favorite movies, Titanic. My favorite movie for a while is Jaws. Both of them have to do with boats. It's boats and waters. And the boat sinks at the end of both of them.
1: See, we were spoiler. meant to. We were spoiler meant...
0: alert for those that haven't seen Titanic yet. <laughs> well, well, not thing. even
1: not even the Titanic. <laughs> spoiler alert for people who haven't seen Joss. and it's like fifty years old.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I thought, <laughs> yeah. Do you think well, people know about Titanic? do like? Do you think kids know about the Titanic? I think they know through the movie. No, but like, it's been twenty-five years since that movie. But I think no, combined, I'm thinking like, because I like combined. like Gen Zers,
1: do they know I, about it? I think they do. I think they do. I've seen it I've seen um during covid I saw like um a lot of people making fun of the door on tiktok oh yeah yeah so yeah. i think you know i think they i think they know um that's how that's that's how you and i should feel old that this generation discovers and makes fun of things through tiktok and they don't know the cultural impact that it had back then
0: that's uh that's that's life now but so we're old <laughs> You're it's old. all good. It's all good. But we're going to be talking about that in a little bit. But before we get to that, we did have last week, we, we had a really brief episode. Like you guys probably listened to that. It's like 15 minutes long. It's a great episode of us reacting to the Barbie trailer, which is awesome. Uh, but we did want to make sure that we we touched on, you know, because we love talking about awards. One of the reasons we started this is awards, something that some people are probably like, oh, my God, they're already talking about awards. Here they go again. <laughs> this is what we love to do. We love talking about awards. It's what we're going to do. So we dig in our, our golden globes are back. In, in the mainstream again. So after a year off due to the controversy of them having revealing their membership and having no black people in the entire administration uh, or voting party of, and of pay, whatever and it
1: is. pay for play.
0: Yeah. So all of that good stuff. Uh, they, they, they canceled the broadcast last year. They still had it, but they kind of like canceled it. Like the live broadcast was canceled by NBC or where is NBC or is it CBS? Is it NBC?
1: I don't remember which one it it's was. One of those organizations. I think
0: it's NBC yeah they uh it's back though. uh they changed they changed a lot of it they changed the membership like dramatically apparently they someone still they actually sold the tv rights to it and like everything about the, the the actual ceremony is slightly different now and we got the nominations last week and you know we're here to talk about them and that's what's exciting but before we even get into the nominations does this award show still matter
1: I think it does. I think you know. I think I'm I'm the kind of person you know. They 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 took a year off. It was literally a press release last year. Um, yeah. You know, I, I I'm a firm believer that I think everybody deserves a second chance, right? We have to give them a chance. Now that they changed their membership, they changed a lot of stuff. Let's see how it plays out, right? And I don't think you can judge them. I don't think the result of that will play out in one year. You're gonna give them a half to a few years. So I'm I'm glad that they're they're back. You and I have you know we watch a lot of award shows. Let's be fair. Probably the funnest award show is the Golden Globes. Everybody's yeah. drunk, everybody's messy. Ricky Gervais when he hosts gives no Fs. Emma Thompson walks on stage with her shoes in hand and throws them cuz she's drunk. So, you know, it's they're they're fun. They're they're is fun. A f- they're, they're a very fun award show.
0: It is a fun award show. I will give you that. Like, it is fun. I mean, they got Gerard, Gerard Carmichael, who is uh, hosting this year. I think that could be interesting to see how he hosts. I don't know how he's going to do as a host. He's a very funny comedian, but I don't know about him as a host. But whatever. Who cares? They're giving, uh, who, who's getting awarded? Uh, Eddie Eddie Murphy's getting awarded this year? Eddie Murphy, I think, is
1: getting the TV, um, the the movie. The movie one, one yeah. And then Ryan Murphy, I
0: believe, is getting the TV one. Good for them. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But the other the other thing is, does anyone care? Does anyone care about the Golden Globes? Do like, do you think our listeners care?
1: Well, our listeners, people, I don't know, but uh, people Maybe. in general, do they care about a war show in general? Anyway, probably not. Um, but I think Hollywood does. I think it's a you know it's a great stop. And to be, and I think Golden Globes. There was like two years that Golden Globes had higher viewership than the Oscars. So I think actual people like actually watch them because again they're fun and ridiculous, and people are drunk. And I think people like seeing famous people drunk and making a fool of themselves so i mean maybe maybe people people do care i don't know we'll see but it's on a tuesday this year since they were left off nobody wanted to deal with them um all the dates were picked you know how this works you have to reserve sundays especially wait because sundays is football i think i don't know i don't watch football um so sundays were all picked so it's on a tuesday which sucks because i teach on tuesdays in the spring i won't be able to see them live
0: you can just teach virtually that day say you're quote unquote sick oh
1: i'm gonna have like i'm gonna do my syllabus for my students to do something i'll be on the phone watching them (laughs) there you go
0: that's what it's gonna be about i mean it's always fun fun. we i mean let's yeah i mean i i agree i mean i don't know that it really matters i don't think anybody really cares i mean hollywood definitely cares like it's all vanity project anyway they just like are like look at how cool we are and uh the show what what the show does and you can see this with some of the nominations as well i'm looking at the nominees right now for a bunch of stuff. They want movie stars in the room. That's another thing they do. They yeah. always try to nominate like big movie stars so that they come to the the Oscar to the show and just sit around at the tables and they can you know make sure that they show up by nominating them, which is always fun. I mean, they it's it's kind of fun to see. So well, well, I'm I'm gonna watch it obviously. I mean, I'm excited for it. I think it it was missed last year. I think it was missed because the critics' choice wasn't that great. And then
1: they're never that good. Yeah, yeah. and so SAG like this, is fun, but they don't do like a a, a show.
0: Yeah. And yeah. SAG is also weird, too. SAG yeah. is just a little weird. <laughs> well, at
1: least, yeah. And then the Oscars tend to not be super memorable in the last few years. I mean, thank God for the slap. So that made it memorable. But, um, yeah, the yeah, globes they... are definitely missed because I do think, I think that, you know, they start off televised award season. That's the first yeah. thing. And, again, they're just fun. Um, so I think it, people, like, want to see that kind of thing, whereas as it goes along, everything is more serious.
0: Yeah. Because the stakes are higher. I mean, you know, no one cares about winning a Golden Globe. Everybody cares about winning an Oscar. Yeah, because
1: everybody wins a Golden Globe. And like we, they found out, you just pay them or send them on a trip and they'll give you a Golden Globe, so... So the Oscars are more com- are more difficult, right? You're an Oscar. Yeah. Winner.
0: So, so we'll see. But like, let's let's get into some of these nominations because I think some of them are kind of interesting. Is there anything that stood out to you with like best picture nominees, like between either drama or musical comedy? Did you did you see anything on there that like stood out to you? Because yeah. we're not going to go through all these right now because there's yeah, there's just, just too a, much stuff. Too too many. to many. That's for over, our yeah.
1: episode when do when we do predictions. Yeah, and when we do our predictions. We'll um, talk this is about. just like a, 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 a gut reaction to it. Yeah. Um, A couple things that jumped out at me in picture. I was surprised that Avatar got in because I think it premiered like two days before. um, And there were rumors that the Globes didn't get the screeners. So I'm happy that Avatar and Cameron actually got in for director as well. Um, I'm happy that Top Gun is a contender. So is everything everywhere. Um, And Glass Onion got in that nobody has seen. Unless you you went to see it the five days I was in movie theaters. um, Nobody has seen that movie. So I'm happy that Glass Onion got in. And last thing, I'm happy because it's one of my favorite movies of the year. That Banshees overperforming got so many nominations. So it's a real contender to win a lot of um awards throughout the season.
0: Yeah. I mean I think I think some of those are like basically things that I, I thought were going to come. Like, you know, mm-hmm. everything everywhere, the Banshees of Venice, and those were definitely those are definitely earmarked for those are those are going to best picture at the Oscar, no, no doubt. Absolutely. I think Top Top Gun's still on the outside looking in. Potentially, it might be just on the inside looking a little bit out in the Oscar race. On the Oscar race. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be on the Oscar. I
1: actually have a top four in the Oscar race.
0: I think I think it has. No, I think it's like it, but it's one of those ones where people some people will be. I think Avatar is more of a long shot for best picture at the Oscars then. Oh, absolutely. I think Top
1: mind. Gun. I would put Top Gun before Avatar the Oscars right now. I have them both in, but I think Avatar would be if, if one of the two were to miss, I would say it's avatar before top gun.
0: I think there's a couple interesting things that are like missing from here, you know. It doesn't have there's no the woman king, there's no people talking, there's no she said there there's none of those things on here at <gasps> women all. like talking. apparently <laughs> women talking. Sorry, not people talking. Did I say people talking? <laughs> yeah, you know, people. There, talking. That's, that's a different movie. Uh no, women talking. Yeah. So I mean looking at it, <laughs> you look at it, there is a little bit of this I I can see going throughout the entire thing that uh they really don't care about that movie.
1: Not at all. They don't all. care about
0: women talking at all. I got zero nominations.
1: Yeah, I got zero nominations. That was a big surprise because I think if, if there was a category you could get in with screenplay and it didn't.
0: <laughs> it could have got in for supporting actress, actress actress, like picture a ton of places, yeah. picture, but director. again, nobody
1: has seen that movie. Like, no that movie is nowhere yeah. to be found yet. And it hasn't come out. Again, it's I think one of those roll ups. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets less and less nominations through award season.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be uh an interesting one. But I think, I mean, I love the fact that they break it down into drama and picture and like musical co- or comedy, because like it, it kind of is interesting to see how they break it there. I mean, it's it's interesting to see like what's considered a comedy at this point. Like, you know, that's always a fun one when you look at category fraud and you're like. Do
1: you remember when the hilarious comedic The Martian won comedy? At the Golden
0: yeah. Globes? <laughs> I mean, it was it was funnier than like, what was the one? There was one like where it, it was, had like it
1: was, two scenes that were funny. <laughs>
0: What was, I don't remember the year, but there was one when it was like, wait, that movie's considered a comedy? Like, I didn't, I didn't really understand how it was. I, I'm remember trying to Remember two
1: years one. ago when music got nominated for like three awards?
0: Oh my God. That movie, the movie that was like, like one of the most offensive and like worst the movies of the Sia year.
1: movie with Kate Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Oof,
0: yikes. Uh Speaking of uh surprises though, I'm surprised James Cameron got in for best director here. Does that surprise you?
1: It surprised me just on the release date for Avatar, um, because I I didn't know if they would see the movie. It doesn't surprise me that he gets in because they awarded him in two thousand nine for this. Like Avatar won picture and director in two thousand nine over the Hurt Locker, so they do love Cameron and they do love Avatar.
0: What about Baz Luhrmann in here? Do you think that's surprising? Um, That one was surprising. I I, I thought
1: that was surprising um, in a good way for him. Um, I think I think Elvis is going to be a huge player at the Oscars, and I think he could get in a director. And there's a lot of people that think that he should have gotten in for Moulin Rouge 20 some years ago. So this could mm-hmm. be like, oh, here's a makeup nomination
0: for, yeah, you the know, people,
1: for Moulin Rouge.
0: Like a couple of people weren't in for this. That was more surprising. I mean, obviously you get the Daniels for everything, everywhere you get uh, Martin McDonough for Banches of Anishir and Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans. But like people were a little surprised like Todd Field for Tar or Sarah Pauly again for Women Talking, for women talking or yeah. even Gina Prince uh, by the with uh, the Woman King. Like, interestingly they did get it. or damien chazelle not for babylon. for babylon as well so like they're not in here but like i
1: know. think director is gonna be really fun i actually think at the oscars director out of the five i think only one person has a secure nomination and that's spielberg um i don't even think the daniels are secure even though they've been getting in everywhere and winning tons of prizes um i think spielberg is the one lock so i think it's gonna be a nice little um category when those nominations come out in three weeks
0: what about what about actor in both drama and comedy? The, God, the fact that they get two of these—it's so stupid. Is the menu a comedy? I thought it was like that. Does not seem like a comedy to
1: me. It's it's a it's a it's a borderline. It's a dramedy. Uh, is it, it could like go a dark way. comedy? It's a dark comedy. It could go either way. I actually laughed more than tension, so I I okay. I I am fine with it being in in musical. Do you think
0: Ray Fiennes is excited about this? He gives, yes. I, I don't
1: think he's even, he even knows he's nominated. <laughs> Love him.
0: Anyone stand out here? Like, cause I mean, there's, there's like the the usual suspects who we think are going to the Oscars, you know, Austin Butler, uh, Brendan Frazier. Um, uh, my God, I'm just like blanking here. Um, Colin Colin Farrell. Farrell. I think those are the four that are pretty set. Yeah. Um, and then there's these other five, you know, with our six, like Bill Nye. uh, Hugh Jackman was nominated here. That's pretty shocking. I think for The
1: Sun, yeah. which is a terrible movie.
0: <laughs> Adam Driver nominated here for That's White
1: Noise, a movie that nobody has seen either.
0: <laughs> yeah, nobody's seen it, and uh, I've heard some some things about that movie where it's like you either love it or you absolutely hate it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with um um Amy Poehler and that infamous joke and like her first time hosting that she said, "I think Welcome to the Golden Globe, where we celebrate movies that have been out in the theaters for two days."
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or even um, like. I love that Daniel Craig is nominated here. Like uh, me he,
1: too. I mean, and, me too. I mean, I I've seen Glass Onion because I saw it in that week that came out. Um, I'm happy because I think this movie elevates everything and compared to the first one. So I'm happy that he gets in.
0: I mean, that movie's coming out this weekend, and I'm really excited for yeah. that. That's gonna be a really exciting one to talk about. And it's it's gonna be fun. I mean, I loved him in the first one. He looks like he just looks like he's having a good time. Finally out from the reins of James Bond, and he's just like, I'm gonna do yeah. whatever the hell I want. His so accent is his... just as ridiculous
1: as ever. I love exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Any, I,
0: anyone anyone stand out or missing there?
1: Um, I was surprised a little bit by Brendan Fraser. I think he was on the bubble, not because he's competitive, because I think he is very competitive to win, but because of the Golden Globes drama. Right. He's the person yeah. that you know, a sex accused, um, the president of the HFPA of sexually, um, assaulting him, um, and stuff like that. He came out about a month ago, or three weeks ago, right? Uh, like a couple of weeks before nominations came out saying that his and you know and i'm paraphrasing here that his mother raised no hypocrite so if he got in for the golden globe, he's not going um to the ceremony but i'm happy that they nominated him you know so I, i'm assuming they based it on the performance and everything which is really cool the same with tom cruise tom cruise didn't get an acting but gets in for producing and tom cruise famously gave back the three golden
0: globes that yeah. he had won i was gonna i was gonna say it's interesting that he's not nominated because like i think he he is a he has an outside shot of getting he has an outside for shot Oscar, for getting
1: in yeah but
0: But like, I don't think he was going to do this because he his controversy was basically he 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 literally like gave back his Golden Globes after like he won three of them. And he's like, take them back. This is a garbage organization, like ripped him apart. He's going to get in for uh, they they can't not nominate Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. And he just happened to be a producer of that movie. But like they can not nominate him here. And I think this was a clear message to him. Yeah, but the Brendan Fraser thing I think is really interesting because that really did mess up his, it messed up part of his career. It really it set him back. He, he's definitely not going to go. There's a good shot he wins um, against. It's like basically down to like him and Austin Butler, I think, for that category. Yes,
1: I agree. Um, I think they'll give it more to Austin Butler just to like, okay, we nominated you. We'll, let's. But we'll, we'll see. see. We'll
0: see if they decide to close that book on on this part with a with a win, yeah. which would be controversial in of itself because like, is it because of the performance, which very well could be, because he's apparently pretty deserving. But it could also be to try to close up this controversy that they had. What about for best actress across both categories?
1: Um, I think everything is when a core. Uh, I thought I got actually out of the ten. I got nine out of the ten. The only one that I didn't get in was Anna de Armas for Blonde. I have this is a prime example of the Global Globes just liking new, fresh, mm. A-list people um, because that movie is just atrocious. Um, yeah. so Anna the Armist gets in, but everything else pretty cool. I think it's Cate Blanchett in drama and I think it's Michelle Yeoh in comedy.
0: Yeah, I think. Which are the two the, people that I think are going to battle the Oscars. Yeah. And it was pretty surprising to see some of these other people who were nominated here. Like, um, I don't know. There, there was just some surprising misses too. Like, you know, I really, I thought uh danielle deadweiler was going to be in for till she that's the one on i there. missed
1: i had de- daniel deadweiler over anna the Armist. i was very surprised
0: yeah and i'm surprised Anna the Armist just because like of all of the the controversy surrounding that movie you know yeah. and it's interesting that they didn't go with uh jennifer lawrence too who's like you know performing here and when you have 10 nominees like it's someone gets bumped and i guess they decided to bump her too so like, yeah it's, that it's was interesting another one. On that
1: really good movie by the way now that you mentioned it, if you haven't seen cosway it's on apple tv um, watch yeah. it. it's a very a very small um ptsd drama um it's pretty short it's like an hour and 45 minutes great movie
0: what about for supporting actor or supporting actor or actress do you want to talk about those at all
1: i mean in supporting actor this is the first one this is this is if, if this is the year of kihi kwan he's gonna he's gonna win everything he hasn't lost one award yet um so i think he's he's steamrolling so i would say that's the safe bet so everybody else I'm happy that both Gleason and Keegan um, got in for Banshees of Inisherin because um, I think both performers are fantastic, um, and I, I love think, Barry Keegan. Keog-
0: yeah, I think uh, yeah, this is a, it's a very Irish name. Okay, it's a very difficult one. I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't okay.
1: know, like Keegan, Keegan, whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: We, it's probably like uh, Cohen Call Colin. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's uh, sorry, sorry, Barry. Sure.
1: Uh, I, I yeah, I'm like fucking name. You're more, name.
0: <laughs> you're, more than, you're more than welcome to come on and correct us. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I think Brad Pitt here is uh, is clearly just a celebrity nomination. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> they they love getting famous people in seats. So I think that's that's part of this one. Uh, not that I'm sure I look. I'm sure that movie's great. It's probably wild. Uh, it seems like it's going to be an absolutely insane movie. But like, you know, again, this is where Judd Hirsch could have made it here. Paul Dano could have made it. Ben Wishaw, you know, uh, they Brian were Tyree pretty. Henry. They were
1: pretty not cold, but they were lukewarm on the Fableman's.
0: Yeah. But I mean, again, a lot of this stuff. So the thing with this, this award show is all about performances. So it's all based on performances. And like, yeah, so it's it's difficult to judge it. Like, you know, the Banshee's a year and got what, like eight nominations or something eight like nominations.
1: That, but, they, they tie the record for but, the second most nominated movie in the history of the Golden Globes.
0: But that doesn't. But that's the, the thing with that, though, is it's really clearly just looking at performances in actors. So like there's what, four different people who are not or four what, out know, of four five, the four five people Five people got nominated for this. There's actually five because there's four actors. No, sorry, got five, six. Nom- yeah, four actors. Sorry. Oh my god, I'm like yeah, it's four that. actors: there's Colin, four actors. Brendan,
1: Barry, and Carrie Condon.
0: Yeah. So like, that's a lot for this. So like, it, which it I think for the four of them, thing, I yeah.
1: think are going to get in the and the Oscars. Actually,
0: there's a really good shot for that. I mean, we'll yeah. we'll see. I mean, it, it'll be really interesting. And then uh, for best supporting actress, any shocks there?
1: Um, actually, I wouldn't say shocks. I think these i've seen all these movies i think they're deserving i wish stephanie sue for everything everywhere would have gotten in i think it's a name recognition with her i prefer her over jamie lee curtis we'll see if it happens at the oscars but my actually i'm really happy that angela bassett get in regardless of what you think of black panther i do think that is an award nomination performance um i remember when the teaser came out that amazing teaser that they should hand out an Oscar <laughs> for an amazing trailer for that yeah. trailer. Um, and the only dialogue you hear is her right off the bat. People were saying, oh, could this be the year that Angela Bassett gets in at the Oscars in over 25 years? So I'm happy that she gets in and she's in the conversation for an Oscar as well.
0: I think the the thing that we're all sleeping on here is uh, Dali de Leon for Triangle of Sadness. Triangle, I Sadness think tri- yeah. Triangle of Sadness is this movie that. You know, we didn't talk about it at all here. We've never really mentioned it, and it's in a, it's in a couple of different categories here. But that movie is apparently doing extremely well, it critically, in Europe. Yep, Europeans love the movie, and it's the Hollywood Foreign Press Association plus, I guess, new people. Yeah, but um, it is that. So there is this uh, there is this little circle around that movie that there's a chance of that movie disrupting a lot in the future. So we can see, we can see what that ends up doing that. That could be an interesting one to follow here.
1: I agreed. And I saw it and I'm going to be honest. I would not be mad if Dolly Duong gets in at the Oscars. She is fantastic in that movie.
0: Yeah. It'd be interesting to watch. It'd be interesting to just watch that movie. Just, just like keep an eye on that movie in the back burner. I haven't seen it, but you know, it could be this like foreign film that nobody knows about that all of a sudden like starts creeping through the award season and could cause some pretty big surprises.
1: Agreed. I think there are two... You know that usually the Oscars, as of late, have given... There's always, like, a spot or two reserved for, like, international films in the Best Picture and Director. And I think there are two movies this year, and that's Triangle of Sadness and RRR. I think Mm. those two movies are in the bubble to get in Picture, Director, actually, and other nominations at the Oscars. So it'll be really interesting to see how those fare.
0: Yeah, it'll be really... It'll be fascinating. We'll be covering this a lot more. I mean, we, we love talking about the Golden Globes. We'll... We'll give you our our predictions for this uh, in the future. We'll have our own full ballots and all that good stuff. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll tie it in with the other episodes as well in the future. So, we're really excited. So We have a crammed bunch of episodes coming up. Like, there's yeah, because we have about.
1: that. We have our favorites of the year. Yeah. Um, our worst of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Where did the favorites, money go? Worst. That's always my favorite category. Oh yeah,
0: that's a good one. Uh, well, we got we got predictions for next year. We've got you know all sorts of stuff. We got tons of stuff coming up.
1: We there might yeah. may, I I talking about it now. There might be a week that we might have to do two episodes. So why not?
0: There, there very well could be. <laughs> yeah. What do we uh? What do we move on? You want to talk, Big Jim?
1: Let's talk King. Of, let's talk the King of the World. Let's do this.
0: I thought I'm the King of the World though.
1: Eh, are you though? <laughs> How many billion dollar movies have you made
0: lately? I've seen like a bunch of them.
1: <laughs> Fun
0: times. Let's take a quick break. So in honor of Big Jim coming back into the theaters, James Cameron releasing his newest film. I do want to dive back 25 years to your favorite movie. So 25 years ago, 1997. What was it? December 19th to 20, December, 19th,
1: 1997.
0: Uh, a little boat movie sails across the sea and becomes the highest grossing movie of all time for a very long time. And that was Titanic. You were, we were what? Like 11, 11, 10. Yep. I was in fifth. 10? Well,
1: I wasn't, you were 10. I was 11. I was in fifth. No, grade.
0: 90, 97, 97. You would have been 10, right?
1: 97.
0: That's how math works, right?
1: Oh yeah. So I was 10, 10. I was, yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah. I was 10.
1: Like, I was saying I was in fifth grade because I'm one. I'm, I skipped a year, so I was in tenth grade. In tenth grade, in fifth grade, ten years old.
0: Cool, cool beans. So that yeah, this was a this was a huge movie. Uh, obviously, a very very big movie. I wanna I wanna go back and reflect on this a little bit. Um, it's been quite some time since I've seen this movie. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I tried to watch it this weekend, but it wasn't streaming anywhere, and it wasn't at the library, so I wasn't able to get it. I don't know why that and movie's back. not
1: streaming anywhere.
0: Ah, uh, it's because no one has the streaming capability to last three hours of uh, boat sinking. Um. But let's start with this. Let's let's go back to like when I know it's your favorite movie. You know, we've talked about this a lot. You've you've mentioned it. We've listened to a podcast on it. You rave about this all the time. Uh, <laughs> yep what What are some of your memories about it when it came out? Like at the at the release, 1997. What are you doing? What What are your memories of this? So I'm a little kid, fifth grade,
1: um, loving movies or starting to love movies. Right. Um, this is around the time from like seven to like ten. That's when mom started getting my mom started getting me into movies. Uh, and this movie about a ship comes out at this this time i had no idea that the titanic was a real thing like i had no idea i had never heard of the titanic or whatever blah blah so i go see this movie and i fell in love i actually credit titanic the movie as the movie that made me fall in love with film and with filmmaking and what is possible so for me you saw the fableman his face at the beginning (laughs) watching that movie that was me watching titanic I saw Titanic in the theater at 10 years old, 11 times. Like I wow. asked my mom to take wow. me 11 times. She saw it with me three times. And then every other time she would take me to the movies, sit me down, go walk around the mall and pick me up three hours later. Uh, so I watched it 11 times. It's is the movie that I've seen the most in the theater. And I loved it. I think it was a a just a spectacle. For me, it was like, oh, wow. This is what a movie can be and it yeah it's i, I created a few movies that change changed my life and i think titanic is one of them and and it just holds a special place in my heart is one of those movies that i watch constantly i watch i re-watch it every year um i cry every time i laugh every time and i love it and i love it and it will always be my favorite film of of all time
0: it's and i'll it's take funny. all
1: the judging and criticism from everybody i don't care
0: that's fine it's your favorite movie who cares I mean it's your favorite movie I'm always of the opinion like if you like something like it who cares if what right? other people think you know I don't care I mean people ask me what my favorite movie is and, and you know right now it's Jaws and it's going to be Jaws for a while probably and I don't care like it's fine if people are like oh that movie sucks that's great you hate that movie I love the movie let's move on <laughs> you know, are there like...
1: people that actually think that Jaws sucks
0: no I don't know anybody that would think that because <laughs> I, I, I would I would like people.
1: Yeah, the people that say the movie done.
0: sucks haven't seen that movie. So um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. My earliest memories are, are are quite different than yours. I definitely didn't see this in theaters. Um, and I think I watched it at a friend's house in fifth grade the summer after fifth grade, I think. Which so I, this is like 1999. So I, it took me a while because uh, I never, you know, I didn't watch this and it was on VHS and it had two VHS because it was too long to fit on one yep and i remember watching it that way and i don't honestly know if i've ever seen this movie straight through what i don't know that i've ever watched it in one sitting
1: <laughs> <laughs> what so rude
0: yeah i remember it was be it was very different uh to see this movie i remember seeing like you know seeing sex on films for the first time and like i thought that that's how sex worked you know, like where you had to, you know, put your hand on a window, the and iconic the, hand on the window and the slide yeah. down.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was like that. That really informed like a lot of thoughts for a while about like what sex was like. And I didn't know it. It was really interesting. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a weird it's a weird thing to talk about. It's a weird movie. Uh, it's because it's it's you also see movie stars like this is the birth of, you know, for me, this is the birth of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as a movie star. Yeah, absolutely. This, and Kate Winslet an is a movie star. Yeah, yeah, both of them. They were they were actors before this. And then now they're movie stars. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's the first time you see him. And then all of a sudden, because he's been with me for so long, I think that he's like in his 60s, 70s and he's not at all. He's like not that old. <laughs> like It was he's really
1: 40 sur- something.
0: Yeah, I was, I think that's what it is. I think he it was really surprising to find out uh, that he's like 48. You know, yeah, it was surprising to find out he's only 48. I'm like, wait, he's only 48. Yeah, it's because he's been around since I was 10 years old. You know, I was nine years old. And then this guy's been a big part of my life. So I always think he's he's what he was
1: 18 when he did this movie. Both of them were like 23. Oh, 23.
0: Yeah, let's do math correctly.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know. And she was 22,
0: 20, 20, probably 21, 22 when he shot the movie. Uh, Yeah, because they started
1: shooting like in 95.
0: Yeah, she was about the same age. Uh, She was probably 71 was born. So she was probably 25.
1: She's
0: for she's 47. Yeah. So oh so, so she's so a little bit younger actually. She was like 21. So yeah. Good for her. But again, she's been around forever. So I've seen her in a million things. And uh this was just my introduction to them and like, you know, what movies, how how big they can be, and how they could be a little bit different. Um, I, I wasn't really taken by it because it wasn't I don't know, it was so long and I I didn't really pay attention that much at the time. Um and I I wasn't really into movies when I was younger. It wasn't until you know i got a bit older that i started really watching movies and then thinking back to other james cameron movies and figuring out like oh wow this guy like makes spectacle he really had you seen spectacle. james
1: cameron movies before titanic or did you know that they were james cameron movies before no, Titanic? none of that nothing so, so you hadn't seen t2 you hadn't seen aliens no nope.
0: nope nope i didn't see any of those before i saw titanic and then i saw t2 later i think like relatively close to this. And I was like, wow, this is a very different movie. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it was about this movie, though, that made it, you know, because it was the highest grossing movie of all time, which was like it shattered records, just shattered, shattered
1: record. It. it was the most expensive movie at that time as well. Um, yeah. Number one movie for 12 years until another Cameron movie came in and yeah, broke so, that record.
0: But what was it about this movie that you think made it the all time highest grossing and an absolute phenomenon?
1: Uh, you know what? I'm honestly, I honestly think it's what I said before that I connected with. It. I think it's the spectacle. I think we had seen. I mean, there have been epics throughout history, right? In film, there's Gone with the Wind. Um, you had Schindler's List, The English Patient. You're, those are these are um, Lawrence of Arabia, Casablanca. These huge, huge blockbuster spectacles. But I think Titanic just elevated it and modernized that big spectacle movie. Um this is a movie that has a lot of CGI um a, a movie that you know that just a lot of the stunts were real <laughs> everybody got sick doing this movie Cameron was not easy to work with so he elevate elevated movie making and i think people were just in awe of like oh wow this is insane and back then when ticket prices were even cheaper you had to go more than two or three times to see to see this movie for it to make this amount of money so people were really just, oh, wow, this is insane. So I think the big spectacle of it, I think it obviously renewed. Uh, for a lot of people like me, I did not know that Titanic was real. So people were like, oh, wait, this happened in real life? Like, oh, this is crazy. Um And, you know, and again, the spectacle, seeing that massive ship just tilting and breaking, that is insane. So I do think it's just people were in awe about the spectacle of the movie.
0: Yeah, I mean there's there's stuff about it. Like I mean, I knew about the Titanic. I don't know why. I just was like a kid who read a lot of mm. books and like the Titanic was really popular and it, because it's a disaster, so I like disasters. So I think that kind of plays into it a little bit. And then like, you know, you get these great performances in this this big spectacle because you know that's what that's what Jim Cameron's known for. James Cameron's movies are are known for being massive spectacle mm-hmm. and like but it's interesting because this is a big pivot for him because prior to this, you know, his his big movies are are not like this at all um
1: yeah because even his biggest movies are not anywhere close to this
0: no and like style wise as well like they're they're just completely different like if you look at you know the the feature films that he's directed he's only directed a few i mean he did like you know the terminator aliens the abyss terminator 2 Mm. true lies which are just like all out action movies and really I think like Terminator 2 is an amazing action film completely. Oh, it's one like, of the greatest. Elevated it. Yeah. You know, True Lies was the most, was the first hundred million dollar film ever made. And then he goes and does this complete pivot in turn to making Titanic, which is a, at the, at the at its essence, a core, it's an epic love story. And it's something that he's never done before. And it's super successful. And it, it's really amazing to see that he's able to do this. And he, You're right. He is all about spectacle. I mean, all of his movies all of the subsequent movies have all been spectacle. You know, he did this, his next movie is avatar and then it's avatar, the way of water. And then it'll be whatever the other ones are going to be. But like, you could see that it, it's pretty nuts. Like that's, that's kind of what he comes out with. Like, yep. Was and this people, also a case- people
1: think people hear James Cameron. I think there's this idea out there that he's done tons of movies. He's only done eight movies in his entire yep. career, <laughs> but the movies that he's made makes you feel like he's done like 30 movies
0: yeah that's that's pretty crazy because he yeah he's only done like a few um after this he basically becomes a diver like deep sea diving and stuff yeah. like that like which is good for him he's he's made his he's made his money yeah he, he loves
1: different. the ocean yeah he does a movie like ah i'll make a two billion dollar movie i'll take a 10 year break come back do another one another two billion dollar movie take a break 13 years later because
0: sure do you think this was just a case of like the right movie at the right time? I mean, the nineties 90s, 90s box offices were were just nuts. And like you can really put crazy things in there. And they made they made a lot of money. Do you think this was just yeah. the right movie at the right time, or was it just something more than that?
1: Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I do agree it's the movie at the right time. Um, like you said, the 90s are known for the blockbusters, right? Um at the Oscars. This was the era that the blockbusters actually ended up winning Oscars. Um, I missed those times. So I think it definitely just hit at the right time. The site, guys. I do think that. I honestly think maybe it's because I'm not being objective. It's my favorite movie. But I do think Titanic, you put it, you could put it in different time periods and it would just hit as well as it did in 97. Do You um, think if it came
0: out today, it would be as successful?
1: I think so. I think so. I I think it would be, I think it, it probably would be even, I wouldn't say more, but definitely as big, right? Imagine Titanic with the technology today. I think it would be outstanding. Oh, and one thing that we forget, this was another thing that helped this movie be successful. Celine Dion and the song that you could not escape in every single, every single time you would get in a car on a radio.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't forget about that, trust me.
1: So <laughs> my heart movie. will go on. I will get in the car, my heart will go on. was played every single minute. So yeah, I think it's um definitely a movie at the right time. Um, but I do think it could it translates to different time periods or it could we'll never know but I think it could
0: now one of the things that's interesting uh about this like you know you've watched this movie over and over and over again for the last 25 years upon re-watching it later on in life like you know through your 20s and then into your 30s like upon later revisits is there anything you noticed or appreciated more than like you didn't when like you might have caught something different like Watching it at 29, you look at it differently than you did at, you know, 10, obviously. So, what are what are some things you might have found that like you appreciated more or noticed later on in life?
1: Um that I appreciated more the spectacle. Every, every single time, again, I rewatch this movie at least once a year. There's not a moment that I just don't get awe in in the spectacle of this movie. And um, you and I say we're all sucker, we're suckers for practical effects. <laughs> the fact that he basically was drowning leo and kate in real life is crazy to me um and and you know it's just that is just amazing um things that haven't or that i've noticed um again i i, I like to be objective it will always be my favorite but uh the dialogue is so funny to me yeah <laughs> the dialogue and the script you know james cameron is not known for for the best um screenplays um, mm-hmm. we'll definitely talk about that in avatar um but you know this the the dialogue and the script you know hasn't aged the best it's a little hokey very very generic by the numbers um but damn this is just a movie this is just what i think when i think of film because i think it encompasses every single detail that you need to create a movie Every aspect of movie making is here. This movie has everything but the kitchen sink, right? Um, especially in '97 when it came out. So I just every time I see it, I'm in awe and I appreciate the way and what he did. The way he did it and what he did. Um, you know, we all know if well, if you're like me who has followed Cameron for years, we all know he wasn't the easiest person to work with um he talks about it in a special that i saw for the new avatar movie and how he sat down with kate winslet and had a very honest discussion before she said yes to avatar um but yeah it's just this movie just gets me in awe every single time i see it because it's just a spectacle
0: it'd be a lot different to work with kate winslet today than it was when you know 25 years ago right not just her as an actress who's a phenomenal actress but her as a as as a power within hollywood too i think she's a much more powerful woman than than back then especially against someone like james cameron like you know she's she's a much more powerful woman today oh absolutely awesome. so very different what do you think the legacy of titanic is today people I, I, I people I, don't put it people don't put it in the rankings of like best movies ever
1: no and i get it, and i understand it i i really understand it. i think there's a lot of there, are there movies that are better than Titanic? Of course. Tons of movies that are better than Titanic. Absolutely. But I think just like Avatar and just like Gone with the Wind, just like Casablanca, just like a Space Odyssey, when they skim out, I think when you look at the era, and this goes ties in with, you know, the right time kind of question we were talking about. When you look at when this movie was released, this changed movies. You know, they build up, basically build a replica of the Titanic for this movie. This is a movie that encompassed the 90s. This movie would have never been done before it was done so i think the legacy uh, of it is just this capsule of time when it was released and how it changed cinema which is something that cameron does he did it with t2 he did it with titanic he did it with avatar and he just did it again this year and he it just changed filmmaking and movie making and i think it doesn't get the respect as much just because people see titanic as more just as a visual spectacle than a story um, but for me, it, it, it holds, you know, it, it, it defines the nineties. It definitely, you, I, I don't think you can talk about nineties film and not talk about Titanic.
0: Very true. So that's a good point. No, those are all good. I mean, I, I really love, do do you know why, um, he didn't come back to do the sequel? Cause there was Titanic two came out in 2010 and he didn't, they didn't ask him back for that. Do you know why there hasn't been a sequel by Cameron?
1: No, <laughs> we don't talk about that. We'll talk about that i wanted jack to be alive could you imagine if jack survived and a little boat picked great. him up i would take it and he he like he 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 woke he was strong, he's like i'm alive and he swam into an um an iceberg and then he was picked up the day later by another boat
0: i know i know that you we we talked about this just beforehand but uh you mentioned that james cameron did spend millions of dollars on his own, of his own money to prove with science and scientific evidence building like replicas and models and bringing in experts and engineers to, to prove that there was no space on that door for Jack, but he um, did, but ultimately it doesn't matter. Cause he, he, they should have gone down together.
1: Also <laughs> oh, you're, you think both of them should have died.
0: Yeah. Why not? What's the point of living? <laughs>
1: after that? So sad. Well, he tells her you need to live. You need to ride the horse one foot on each side. How mad,
0: to- how, how mad do you think that the captain of that ship was when she threw the the thing over the edge
1: bill paxton's character yeah i would have picked the old lady and thrown her overboard as well <laughs> i'm like go get me the jewel go yeah,
0: you go get me the heart of the sea you go get that thing
1: now. as soon as she j- threw it the boat wasn't moving he i would have jumped in the water and tried yeah. to catch it
0: yeah you know where it's gonna be somewhere in that area
1: <laughs> but, like yeah i would have thrown the have you ever seen the old alternate ending of titanic
0: no, why would I? I barely even seen the ending of okay, Titanic, but I've seen the fair. alternate.
1: <laughs> so, the, do you remember that that scene? is just her and just alone, right? And she throws the, the necklace, okay. right? But the original ending, she's walking to it, and like her granddaughter and Bill Paxton characters see it, see her, and they'll go to her. And then she reveals to them the, the necklace, and they're all like, don't do it. They're trying to convince her. And she's like, you can hold it one last time. And he like touches the necklace and he tries to like jank it away from her. And Gloria Stewart, who's like 150 when she does this movie, just has the strength to pull it back and then toss it into the water. It's a whole melodrama thing. And I'm like,
0: yeah, that's they didn't go Jim with that. Cameron. Yep. Glad they, uh,
1: 24/7.
0: glad they didn't go with that. Whatever happened to Billy Zane? Just real quick.
1: I, mm.
0: Did this ruin his career? That was just taking off, kind of? I don't it's think it I mean, he didn't do much else after this. I mean, he has a couple things, but like, he's he's a big part of this movie. But yeah, anyway. I just, mean, just the start it, it
1: just it just he got overshadowed by Leo and Kate. Yeah, yeah I not, do remember I mean, that it's, he did it's, it's Leo, you know what I'm saying? Like it's Leo. it's Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: He's kind of he's kind of a big deal. I don't know if you've heard of him before, but yeah, he's kind I've of heard
1: a big of deal. that. He's he's a very indie actor, right?
0: Uh, well, to be fair, he does make indie films, so I, I well, I'm not going to go off on. Uh, I like do
1: that. remember Billy Zane doing the Phantom.
0: What in what?
1: It was a movie. It was a movie called The Phantom. It's like a superhero oh, no movie. No idea what that is. <laughs> it's horrible. It's a '90s movie. It's horrible.
0: Let's talk about other movies then. Uh, let's talk about James Cameron. Uh, his so he makes two movies after Titanic. He makes Avatar, and then he makes thirteen years later Avatar: The Way of Water. So this is one of the most anticipated movies of the year. You know, it just came out this past weekend. It's been circling around for you know obviously thirteen years since the first one came out, which became the highest grossing movie of all time, only eclipsed by. Avatar, Avengers Endgame, which then James Cameron's like, ha I'm going to release it again so I can make more money and pass you, which he did because he's egotistical and, you know, whatever. Uh, but he does that. And now it's, again, Avatar is the highest grossing movie of all time again. And then now we get the time, we get the newest release, Avatar The Way of Water. This is the second of the five planned and projected films of the Avatar franchise. Was, was it time for the release of this newest installment or have, or have audiences moved on?
1: Oh no! I think it was time. I think it was time. I think the box office proves that it people did not move away from this movie. Even the release, like six months ago, of Avatar, it made a hundred million dollars. Um, so yeah, I think it. I think it was time. It's just like Cameron says. He has said, and again, it's because I follow him because I'm obsessed with Cameron. That's fine. Um, the fact that he releases movies when he thinks the technology, or at least when Avatar, right? He least released Avatar in a in a time that technology was where he wanted it to be to release that movie because he had been working on avatar before Titanic actually. Um, and then now the same with way of water. He's like, I want to, I want technology to catch up with what I'm thinking. Um, and I'm, and a part of it, if you've seen avatar, um, and you're thinking to yourself, wow, these underwater scenes look very real. It's because it took years to train people because they actually shot that underwater. So I think it was time. I think it, it it hit at the same at the time that it needed to. And I don't think people have moved on. I think, you know, people went to see it. And I think it will become a huge, huge success.
0: It did make it did make a lot of money this weekend. Um, it, did. Uh, like it did make a lot like a, what, 150, 170, 150, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I don't remember the exact box well, office it made, numbers, it made it's, uh, it's 150.3 is what it yes. is.
1: Yes. And worldwide, it made almost a half a billion dollars in three days worldwide.
0: Yeah. So on the worldwide, it made 500 about. Uh, but it made 350, 345 abroad, yeah. 150 in the US and Canada. So that, that's a lot for an opening weekend, you know. But still only 11th highest. So we'll see. Um, but with that, though, like how, how how what was the hype for you going into the theater? Oh for me I was
1: I love Avatar um you know we can get into the grittiness and 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 break apart things that don't work but I'm a huge fan of Avatar Avatar again did for me what Titanic did I'm like oh wow this is what movies can be it's one of the like three movies that I can actually watch in 3D um because I hate watching movies in 3D um so I was very hyped I was very excited um you know we've been waiting for it. we knew it was going to happen um 13 years waiting for this um it was supposed to come out like all the movies like i think two years ago but you know this little thing called COVID happened um so it um getting delayed and i've been hyped for like five years when they realized when they announced that um the cast and they announced that people were training to film underwater and when kate winslet who's in this movie breaks the record and she holds the record worldwide right now for a seven plus minute breath hold underwater so i was very very hype for this movie and i just wanted to see what he did now i just wanted to see how how he elevated what he do did we, in the first one
0: do we want to talk about the kate winslet like underwater scene now or later
1: whenever you want
0: that scene's not in the movie she's in the water for what like maybe three minutes of the whole yeah movie? yeah so they like cut this, this whole this whole record thing it's like cool but it's not actually in the movie so there's no record anymore
1: I mean, it is be, recorded. Be, it's in the Guinness World re- Book of Records. Yeah, that's great,
0: but it's actually not real, so it's <laughs> not it's in, not the, movie? in yeah. the movie. so that I can't uh, wait for course... the
1: deleted scenes to come out because I want to see it. <laughs> Although, if it's, not, if, I it's think... not, if it's if it's not in the movie, does it count? I think um, what I read, I did read um, that that scene might be in the third one. Um, they might cut it and put it in the third one.
0: Great. Looking forward to that. Uh, My hype going to this was like, I was kind of meh on it. I didn't really care. I didn't like Avatar was cool to watch because it visually it was stunning. Uh, You know, the first one, but the story was whatever. I wasn't extremely excited to go into this. Uh, It's more excited for the trailers to be going on before this, which didn't go on in my theater, but that's a different story. Um, When it, when it does come down to the the actual excitement, like going back to Pandora, it starts off with a whole recap, a prelude, going back to Pandora. What's happened in the 13th, Plus years, because it's not actually 13 years. It's uh, way more, uh, yeah. It's way more than that in that movie. Probably, Probably like
1: 17. I
0: would say 17 or 18 years, I would yeah, say Ke- Because
1: Ke- Kiri Ke- Ke- I think is like 17.
0: Let's say eight. Let's yeah, let's say eighteen years. Yeah. Se- 17 or 18 years, we'll just say. Uh how excited are you to go back and find out what's happening since that time?
1: Oh, I'm so excited. I love Pandora. I think Pandora, like you said, I think Avatar is just so beautiful. And I wanted to see. Um, this world again, the creatures. Um, and I just wanted to see what, what what was going on with the Sully's because this movie, I actually thought of you a few times during the movie. It's all about family. Uh,
0: <laughs> and family means fortress.
1: I was waiting for them to take out a Corona in Pandora and say family, me familia. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I was really excited to see. I, I just wanted to see what happens, right? Um, I wanted to get to know these characters again. I wanted to see, we knew they were, Kids were involved and stuff, so I wanted to see. And I knew, knowing Cameron, um, uh, he's a very again basic screenwriter, so I knew he was gonna give you like, this is what's been going on, and this is where we are. And so I wanted to see that. I just wanted to reconnect, um, with these characters, and especially Pandora, because I do think Pandora is just a great world to explore.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's some really cool elements of that. You know, the the prelude sets you back up. It basically explains what happened in in the time in between, um it was a really weird story. I think the writing of this movie is terrible, but we don't have to really dwell on that too much. I thought, cause like I thought even the beginning was just so jumbled and like, you know, we had a kid and then we figured out our clan got bigger. And then he, it, it, it just Sam Worthington's not a great actor. So uh, unfortunately, uh, so he, he, he was kind of like left to be the spokesperson to this. And, you know,
1: I think he's better in this one. And then in the first one,
0: I, I would disagree with that. <laughs>
1: Well, you think he's better in the first one? Well,
0: I also think I also think he's a really bad dad, too. Like he's a terrible <laughs> father. Uh just throwing it out there. I mean, I don't I don't know what your opinions are of him as a dad, but he's a terrible father. You're
1: like, you suck as a dad.
0: He is. He's a terrible father. The whole time he's like sucking up kids. And he t- he treats him like a squad, like like a platoon because he's a former Marine. But like
1: that's the, that's the military person in him.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's not good. Uh <laughs> sorry. I really hated him. Uh yeah i just was not a fan of that uh i mean some of the i think it was exciting to see it back though i was really excited to see what they were going to do and like explore different parts of the of of the planet because you know it was a little bit different i kind of liked. what did you think of the the way that they did um the eclipse that was that was something new for this they didn't have the eclipse they did not have the first one which was like because apparently pandora because we do we get the fact that pandora was orbiting another planet Yes, we do that. Yeah, in the first one
1: they they explained right at the beginning, like Pandora is like a moon of a planet. Yeah. I didn't I didn't
0: remember getting that in the first one. Yeah. Um, but then like in this one, like we get the they they kind of introduced the idea of the eclipse when you know the the planet, you know, blocks it, which blocks I thought was it. really cool. It's a it's a good way of transitioning quickly between day and night yeah and it was kind of cool because like we didn't get that at all in the first one they didn't know not at all no so i thought that was a cool different twist here and we get to see more of the planet which was really cool like you know the water looks really awesome we get to see new creatures um i thought which looked obviously pretty pretty awesome so i thought those were some pretty cool elements there to to see what happened in between i think was strange like you know they basically i love
1: i love that second hour so much
0: (laughs) the second hour of the movie which which i don't even is that that's like when they go to visit the the teal people
1: yeah this movie is very this movie is very very part one part two part three literally yeah. each everything is actually at the one hour mark i think everything is between the 55 minute and one hour mark you could tell yeah. like the first hour is done let's go to the second hour the second hour is done let's start the third hour everything is very part one part two part three like Before you just y- need it, you just need a very um everything everywhere like part 1 everything right you need it part yeah. 1 and act 1 right it's very very pronounced where the movie cuts
0: yeah into those different scenes like before getting into the specifics about this like how successful do you think he was in the return
1: um you know i i loved it i i love the movie i think he was very successful i think this is not a masterpiece at all this is not a perfect movie at all even loving titanic is my favorite movie but what movie what cameron movie is right because i don't even think t2 and, and aliens are perfect or or Um, but I think it was very successful. I personally loved all acts of the movie, especially the last act, which is probably one of my favorite action pieces in the last decade in movies. Um, you know, the first act is super messy, but I loved it. The second act is super slow, super slow. Um, but I also enjoyed it. So I do think the movie was very successful. And I honestly think the movie in comparison to the first one everything is better, including the script, which is still the weakest part of the movie. I do think the script in this one is still better than the first one. Um, this movie definitely had, compared to the first one, had more heart. um, was more emotional. Um, I don't think... Um, oh my god, Sam Worthington was awful in this one. I think he's better than the first one. Uh, I agree with you, he's not the greatest actor, and it's not a big bar <laughs> that he said in the first one, but I still think he was better. And I think... um. Mm, Zoe Saldana stole the movie for me and Zagorney Weaver, Weaver 70 year old playing a 17 year old also stole the movie for me. Uh, but I do think the movie was successful in everything compared to the first one. I really do think it's better in every single aspect in comparison to the first.
0: I mean, this is where you and I completely disagree on this. Uh, you know, I we've made it clear and it was going to be a contentious podcast because I hated this movie. <laughs> I thought it was really actively bad. Um, I think visually it's stunning. There's no doubt about that. Oh yeah, visually, visually it's it is a beautiful movie. I, I think you can't you can't argue with that. Cameron knows how to make a movie like this. I think it's great. Everything else about it, the story, the acting, the the script, some of the the pacing, the even some of the cinematography, I think was like just not good. Really, like, the cinematography was not. I'm not saying the cinematography was bad, but it was it was like notably not great. Uh, I think the editing was poor. The the pacing was atrocious. The writing was so dumb um i hated every bit of the writing of this movie the story was i think just the stupidest thing in the world uh it was like shoehorned and there are parts i really really didn't like about this um i thought the problem the movie was suffering because there isn't enough zoe saldana she's in it for like maybe it's a it's movie is three hours and 12 minutes and she's probably in that
1: second hour so much it's all about this movie for
0: like 20 minutes and she's not able to be the character that she is the character from the first one which is an awesome character and she's fantastic in the first movie and i really like parts of the characters in the first movie um the culture that we're getting from those characters i think they're fantastic uh to see what navi culture is like and in this we get none of that and i was just totally disappointed with that and i thought i just i i i was not looking forward to this going in and i was disappointed leaving as well so that's just my expectation going into this we're going to talk about more of it and break it down a little bit but just because yeah. like i, I mean, it's going to set up a conversation it'll be a good Debate back and forth where, Let's you fight. loved it. Let's do this. I didn't like it. <laughs> but so, like, I do want to talk about this. It does focus on family a lot. I didn't know this going into it. Did you? Did you know it was going to focus on family so much? Like the first movie doesn't have family that much. I mean, this he has four kids. Uh, all of this different stuff. Is this what you expected, or was it more of a surprise?
1: Um, I knew it was about family. I didn't know it was going to be so much about like this connection between them. Um, I liked it. I thought it was. Good again. I think Sam Worthington was better than the first one. I I liked all the kids. I really did. Um, especially my Free Willy buddy. Uh, when you see the movie you haven't seen it, you know why I'm talking about Free Willy because this is basically Save the Whales. Um, I so I was very very surprised. Um, uh, about how much family or familia is in this movie. Um, but I liked it. I I think it worked, and I loved, loved the kids. I loved Shiri, Siri. Um, who is Sigourney Weaver coming back? They found a way to incorporate her playing a 17-year-old because sure. Um, I still want to know who the dad is, just like her. Um, uh, but, but <laughs> uh what happened there? Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I loved it. There is one character that I think, and this is where you and I agree, where the the, the, the script is still the weakest part of this movie that i think could have been eliminated from the movie and the movie would not have changed and that spider but sure but i did like the connection of the family and everything and i cried like a baby there's in that last hour i was one of the people in the movie theater crying
0: yeah it was so for me the the family element was something different i wasn't expecting it i was more expecting you know a return of sully and uh Neatiri. is that her, how you say her name Neatiri, so- yes yeah, so I, I was really expecting a lot more of that. And I, I liked those characters and those were interesting characters. We got a lot of the the family in this and it becomes more of like a, a kid drama and like kids who are mm-hmm. supplanted and forced to move drama, mm-hmm. which I was not expecting and was not really looking for. And it was definitely like a lot for me, but it's surprising. It wasn't the worst part of the movie to me. I think it, it was played out a little bit too much and they Because Cameron, I think, is really bad at writing scripts and stories, mm-hmm. he it's so very much uh, archetypical. Like every single person in this character, every single person in this uh, movie is an archetype. Oh, absolutely. they're just an archetype of their character. You know where this is going. You know where the story's going. You know, like the older brother who's going to take care of the younger brother. You know how that story's going to end up. You know how. Like the, the, the
1: rebellious the, daughter, the small kid yeah. that doesn't pay attention to her parents. Yeah.
0: And they're, and they're all going in the exact way that you think they're going to go. Mm. And they all end up going exactly where you think they're going to yeah. go, yeah. which is part of the problem here. Even other parts of the story, the same thing happens here. So I was a little bit, you know, that was His just, scripts a, like, are
1: paint by numbers. His script is paint by number scripts.
0: And that's why I was really disappointed here. I mean, yeah, it's paint by numbers. It's a terrible script with a beautiful, uh, visuals so for me it just that was a big big miss for me what about the uh the you know the apart from the story we get introduced to the um you know a different kind of navi which apparently they never interact with each other which i was really surprised by on this entire planet you know where they've lived for seemingly millions of years i don't know how long they've lived there on pandora but you know they never interact with each other apparently um (laughs) even though they do live around the different parts of the the water uh the planet um but we were introduced to the water version of the na'vi um and what are your what are your thoughts on this in the culture clash storyline
1: i thought that was again i loved the second hour i thought it was fantastic for me that the movie's a visual delight since the beginning but that second hour is when you see the visual delight of that movie full on um i thought it was really cool i agree with you hey i agree with you the script is still the weakest part so yes this contention of the teenagers between both tribes we knew where that was going as soon as there's a scene where one of them like oh come fish with us right where i'm like this i've seen this movie i know where this is going like i could you know um and the whale thing happens and stuff like that um but i really liked it I, i i liked seeing the distinction of both could writerly in a writerly way could have been fleshed out more absolutely but i liked what we got i really enjoyed it um i hope well, the rumor is that the third one is going to go to fire. um. So I would like to see more because I think it's going to be an all elements kind of thing. So we get to um, go to
0: the fire temple next. Okay. Yeah, we're going to real. the
1: fire temple. Um, That's the rumor. I think the third one, the rumor is that the third one is fire Navi. Um, The fourth one is going to be like desert Navi. And then the fifth one, everybody's going to converge. And it's just an all out war. Um, we cast the
0: planet at the end. Yeah,
1: absolutely. 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 Yeah. Um, but I liked it. I thought I, I I enjoyed the water. You know, again, I think it's probably I've seen the movie twice um, and it's probably because of the visual. I think I, I love water. Um, and and the fact that everything was in water was just so beautiful to me. So I could just it was a nature documentary in another planet. I could just sit for three hours watching that extended second hour act for three hours and I wouldn't mind. So that was really cool. Again, I agree. Could it be fleshed out more? Yes. Um I would love to, to see Kate Winslet do more.
0: I, I can tell you right now, I don't need to be fleshed out more. I need that to, that hour to be like 15 minutes because that was like far too long. I was <laughs> they, falling asleep during falling that asleep? second <laughs> hour. That second hour I was falling asleep. You know, that movie, that part is very long.
1: Well, nothing and happens in that second nothing, hour. Part.
0: Nothing happens. They are yeah. learning how to ride. What are they, eel that swim and fly slightly out of the water? Like, yeah. It was, which, you know, whatever. And then the the fact that the kids are bullying them because they've never ridden a sea uh, an eel, it was like so dis- it was so stupid to me. Like it was so like well,
1: of course you haven't I ridden was... an eel. I'm from the forest. I
0: know. It's like <laughs> and then they they're like, Oh, you're so dumb, you can't even ride an eel. It's like, yeah, you want to go run on some trees with me? Yeah, let's go do that. Okay. It's like so it was it was like a stupid thing, like where they're flying dragon flying things, right? Yeah. Like that's what they do. And then like they're like, Yeah, but you can't ride a fish. Like, yeah, well, do you want to try to ride a dragon? Like so it was just like a stupid. It, it the, the culture clash was like weird to me because it wasn't enough of a clash. It was like, oh, you can't swim. Well, yeah, I live in the trees. Can you swing from trees? No, Again, you can't. it was just so basic. Like, yeah, and it was really basic. And to me, that was so, so basic and so dumb that I didn't. I didn't enjoy that. And I thought, I thought there should have been more culture different cultural differences. Like where I think, I think one of the things that was really lacking in this movie for me was Navi culture. Um, You get Navi, like different like architecture and fish and animals, but you don't get any of the culture. In the first one, I think you got more culture aspects like where, you know, where Zoe Saldana's character is teaching uh, Jake Sully about, um, you know, about plants and about how to be in tune with the planet and all this stuff. And like, that's a big piece of their culture and their religion and that those aspects and those things really played out there, which I thought was really fascinating. In this, you get none of that. There's like there's basically you go. Oh, the the fish have the fish have more culture than the Navi do here. That's actually what they tell you. (laughs) The whales have more culture and religion than the Navi, which was really, for me, a bit of a problem. Uh, And I I really didn't like that. I mean, I thought they look kind of cool. You know, it it was kind of cool to see them that they look like, you know, teal versions of them. I don't know why they'd be teal and the other ones are blue. Like it doesn't make, I don't know. Are we going to get like, do you think the the fire ones are going to be red
1: i don't know i think it'll be shades of blue
0: do you think it'll like well, what color blue will they be will they be like purplish blue
1: maybe or or i don't know well i, I don't know we'll see well this i like i like the teal because they they looked more fishy sure they look more I fishy don't... well yeah. I, can you imagine if they include um Oh, what's her name from Zelda? <laughs> the yeah, fish basically. From with, Zelda. Yeah,
0: they're gonna have the Zoras from Zelda. <laughs> they have Zora. They have the. That's Zoras basically what they Zelda. are. They're just Zoras. They look exactly yep. like Zoras would. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: I want an open world of Breath of the Wild, but with Avatar. That'd be cool.
0: Another thing in the third act, where do they go? They all disappear.
1: Right. That's. I, I agree with that. They were fighting, and then suddenly it's only they, Jake they all, all like charge
0: the boat. So, like, yeah, this isn't a total spoiler. They all charge the boat because obviously there's gonna be a big fight. They charge the boat, and then they are never seen of again.
1: Yeah, it's in, it's only the family left.
0: That's it. They're all gone. Like, what the hell happened to them?
1: They're all gone. Oh, they're like <laughs> they Kate Winslet. we husband were like, we saved our kids. We're out. But this yeah, is we're your out. fight, this not is, mine.
0: Yeah, we're done. We don't need to get anything else. To this yeah, meet let's... us at
1: the village if you survive. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's <laughs> all about familia. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was it was very it was very weird. What about the villains, though? This is this was the big part for me where I was like, this this immediately made me feel really hate this movie what about the villains
1: the villains i mean it's again stereotypical nothing gets advanced from the first one it's
0: human i literally nothing gets advanced because they brought back the villain who died in the beginning of the, the end of the first one yeah they bring him back at the very beginning of the second one being like oh, he didn't actually die. Well, he died, but we got all his memories and we're just going to put him in this Navi. Which is exactly
1: all the theories that I read and what I knew. Of course, it was going to be like, they have his soul or his memories and they're going to transfer it to an avatar body. That's the only way they're going to bring him back. For
0: me, that was like, it was just, it was so unimaginative and so uninspired that it was just dumb. They just literally brought back the same exact villains from the first movie. Yep. The second movie, but put them in Navi bodies, put them in their avatars. Look at that. And then, uh, you just have them out there. Like, for me, that was just, like, a complete miss.
1: Yeah. I think I I, I still like Quirich. Is that his name? I think he's just a – he's, like, gives no fucks. He's going to kill everybody. But, yeah, the villains were just there. Um, I loved – I don't know if you saw a report that came out yesterday. Edie Falco is in this movie. So she's from The Sopranos, Nurse Jackie, whatever. She's the general. She's, like, the lead of of, of the military in this one. Yes. And she – They asked her in an interview like two days ago or yesterday, like, what do you think? Oh, congratulations on Avatar. She said that she had filmed this movie so, so long ago that she had thought the movie had already come out and bombed. She didn't know the movie had come out this week. (laughs) So mess. 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 No, I think, yeah. I I mean, she's a
0: terrible character also. I mean, she's basically colonizing part two. they're just not fleshed
1: out. Again, the script is the weakest thing. They're not fleshed out. And this idea that Earth is dying... And now they're coming to like conquer Pandora. Why would you conquer a planet that you can't even breathe in?
0: Yeah. Well, you can breathe almost. I don't know. It's so ridiculous. It's so, no, but it was, it was also such a colonizer storyline anyway. Cause like, it it was like the first movie is all about colonization. It's a colonizer story. Right. And this is the colonizers part two. Cause literally she's like, we're going to take over this entire planet with the human race. And in order to do that, we need to kill all of the hostiles first. And it's like, well, that's literally just like you read a textbook once and you you understand yep. colonization now and you decide to write a whole script on it. And then that whole plot line goes away.
1: Oh, yep. Yep. I, it, I don't... No, I get it. I And I agree with you. Like I said, I think the script is the weakest thing. But Cameron's movies are always script. And, and yeah, I, I wish if you were going to bring Courage back, there was no need for the colonization story. Like the bigger aspect of the story. Just stay condensed because you they try to condense it and just like this personal vendetta because you killed me in the last one and i have to get revenge on you but you get that at the end of act one and then you get it at the end of act two and then that's the final battle but then while doing that you jump to the colonization thing so i think the colonization thing could have been just done with um and not needed in the movie so i i I definitely agree with that
0: i mean i mean i don't want to get into much more of the plot and keep butchering it because i think it's really the terrible even like the whole idea of like them leaving their fortress to go to the, the fish people like it was it was unnecessary as well uh, there's just so many different issues with this uh, <laughs> there's so many so many weird choices that they decided to make in this movie uh, like the whale hunting scene which was like a good 15-20 minutes of whale hunting which was really shocking to me that it was that long the, uh, the
1: scene with the mother and the calf yeah that scene broke me <laughs> I cry like a that baby scene-
0: Oh, I definitely didn't because I was like, oh, this is just Jaws. This is part of like what Jaws is. And you're just these are dumb characters. And then you and it's also intermixed with Jermaine, with Jermaine Clement, who's in this movie for some reason. Yeah. And the the boat captain is able to use his New Zealand accent. But Jermaine Clement can't use his his New Zealand accent. He has to just be an American, which was like so off putting to me. And I'm like, what is his character doing here? And none of it made sense to me. He's getting paid. He's getting paid. And now we have a new on which is like the biggest MacGuffin anyway in the first movie. But like now we have Unobtainium part two, which is just whale goose. It doesn't let you age. Yeah. yeah. Would I add, uh, just, so I I didn't know that's a new topical cream. Is that an Ul- Ulta now? You can find that?
1: I would love to have that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well. No, I love
1: that. Uh, so you mentioned the whales. This movie... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the whales are cool. I'll give you the whales. The whales They're were good. Pretty,
1: really I loved, and I think that's probably why I love the second act so much. We get that storyline between the kid and the whale, and I think the whale was just freaking amazing. I think all the whales were great. Um, before we recorded, you know, I'm not gonna say spoilers, but there are two scenes that everybody in my theater was pumped, three scenes, and two of them had to do with the whale. Um, and that was really well, no, actually, all had them to the to the whale. Uh, and that was really cool. Um, I will say this in my theater, when there's a scene. Of whale hunting. Um, everybody was you could hear sobbing in my theater. <laughs> the guy next to me was uncontrollably sobbing and up to the point that I was like in my head, please dude, shut up. I want to enjoy the rest of this 45 minutes that are left in this movie. Um, but yeah, I thought the whales were super cool. I really like that. Um, so I, I, I'm happy that Free Willy made a, a cameo in this movie.
0: Yeah, it was uh the whales were interesting. I like the whales.
1: I hope they let him back in the clan.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hope they do. That would be interesting. Because he's they a probably learner. won't. They probably won't. He's yeah, they have to connect.
1: What did you think of Sigourney Weber coming back as a teenage girl? Terrible choice. Really? I thought she was really Very good actually.
0: Sure. It is like performance-wise, sure. But like why 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 not just cast someone new? Why do you have to cast the exact same actress, a seven-year-old actress to play a 17-year-old? Because to just reiterate the fact that it's her daughter.
1: I wanna like it, I would love to know where that story is going.
0: Yeah, I I have a feeling I know where it's going. Um
1: is she like Ewa, like just connected yeah, to like that's some, what it is. She's like the she spiritual is. the the yes. v- physical version of Awa.
0: Yeah, that's what she is. She's yeah, the that's manifestation, what I it was. she's the child of a- Awa. That's what it is. I mean,
1: yeah.
0: It's not even like they're like, Oh, who's who's the mystery father? It's I don't
1: yeah, yeah I, think, I think, think it's just mystery. an immaculate section kind of thing.
0: That's what it's gonna be. I mean yeah. it's it's Yeah, it's very, it's, is it unimaginative? Yes, that's why that's what's going to be the answer.
1: Yeah, because she feels AY everything. And, and yeah, um, yeah, I liked her. I liked her. I thought she was, I I mean, again, I like the, I love the second act. I'm sorry. I like the second act a lot. This
0: movie, at one point, I, I, I was leaning over talking to Kayla and I'm like, there are two more hours of this. Two more hours. And we were just like, oh my God.
1: I will say this. I will say this. Listen, I would watch this movie if it's three hours and I would watch, the nine-hour cut that he delivered. That would be atrocious. Um, I would watch it. Um, But I will say this. I can see where this movie could have been cut down to make it a... The movie's what? 315? 312. 312. I, 312. I can see where... I, I, I definitely see parts that could have been edited out to make it a 245.
0: This movie could have been two hours and 15 minutes long.
1: I wouldn't have cut it that much. I wouldn't, I would distra- have cut I it cut an compl- hour.
0: You could cut, you could easily take that entire prelude and make it five minutes. You could take the, the whole like parts of the different, the, the, the child running away. You can make that part the, like or like the, the children's dis the children disobeying. You can cut that down to again, five minutes instead of the 15 minute sequence that we got there. You can change the entire second act could be 15 minutes. I know you're gonna be like, no, there's no way, but make it a Do montage. Do not touch my second act, Steve. Oh, I'm just saying it's <laughs> you can you can montage that. You don't need to make it this hour long thing. The, even the even the final thing, which I think was the best part of the whole movie, the final act is really is 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 actually pretty good. Um, even that you could pare down quite a lot. Oh, I
1: would not cut anything it, from the third act. I think it was fantastic.
0: You wouldn't cut a single frame from this entire movie. But, no, I know. would
1: I would I would from the first and second act. I would I wouldn't cut down the second act a lot. Um, like there are scenes like why are we every 10 minutes they're doing something wrong and they're meeting up in a hut like we don't need to meet in a hut every 10 minutes right so I would have cut a lot of the hut scenes um, and I do agree the first act is probably where I would have cut most of the movie um, I would have made that I think the first cut ends the first act cuts like at 50 something I would have made it 30 minutes like I would have cut easily 20 to 25 minutes out of that first yeah. act um, that's where I most would have caught a lot of the movie and then in the second act a couple scenes i would leave the third the third act untouched anything from yeah. the whale hunting to the finale i would not touch i think it's fantastic and then that would bring down the movie from 312 to like 240 245
0: um i i don't i know I'm, i know i'm in the min- i know i'm in the minority on this one like with a lot of like it's, it's getting a lot of critical success and all of this stuff but i just i just couldn't stand have <laughs> so
1: weird. no that's fair and it's and again it, it's avatar has always been a very contentious movie yeah. it always has been it's it's and and i you know as a fan of the movie i agree it's a very contentious movie a lot of people to this are like how is this like the number one movie this is for the first one you know this the first one was what dances people would say this is dances with wolves and Hanes. it's just yeah. a beautiful movie but like how is this the number one movie of all time so i get it i absolutely get it it's not a movie for everybody um but yeah and and it's good but i i mean yeah so well being... what my goal is for what when they're all out I'm going to go visit you and we're all going to sit down for a weekend and watch all five movies together. That's never <laughs>
0: happening. That's never happening.
1: And then never. we can, uh, yeah, absolutely. And then we can watch a lot of Guillermo del Toro's movies together.
0: Being that it was based, uh, uh, you know, based on its initial returns and, you know, it cost like 350 to $400 million to make this movie. And then, you know, additional probably on top to market it. It only made the sixth highest weekend gross of the year. Hmm? Do you think they're going to shift gears? Because like there was talk about, you know, them being worried about them making five movies of this, if it's not successful uh, economically, are they going to shift it to three or is it, are they still going with the five? Do you think?
1: No, I think they're going to five. And I think this movie is going to be one of the highest grossing movies of all time. I think this movie could get into the top five. I actually think it could get into the top three, maybe bumping Titanic down to fourth. Um, One thing that you have to that Cameron is. Cameron movies have legs. In the box office they are not a first or second weekend kind of movie they are a word of mouth thing the first avatar the first weekend i think was like 70 million titanic when it premiered i think was like 50 million the first weekend uh and both of those movies ended up being you know the one and number two movies of all time until endgame came out and avatar still number one Titanic's three so i do think this movie will become one of the highest i do think this is going to be a two billion dollar movie i actually think so so i think it will jump into a fourth place easily um but it's with legs so we will have to see how the weekends go by and i don't think they'll cut um this to three movies i do know that he had said that the third movie which is already filmed and the fourth one is halfway the third one has quote unquote an ending just in case this movie didn't make money um and they decided to call it quits at number three, the third one, apparently. And he said that he's not going to edit it out Um, that finale, that the third one does have an ending. Um, so it could end. It could feel as an ending to it. But I don't think I think they're going to get uh, um full ahead with the five that they have in store or planned out. I really don't see them. I would be surprised if they cut um, two, three or four, actually.
0: Yeah I I don't think they'll do it but we'll we'll end up seeing what his legs are like in a 2022 climate 2022 23 climate because it's very different from you know previous years and it's it's very different from It made more money than Top Gun
1: it made more money than Top Gun in its first weekend and Top Gun became the um it's what well, the number one movie of the year so far so you know I mean, I that get... movie.
0: That movie had some fucking legs. So <laughs> we'll yeah, see. but then that's we'll what I.
1: See. But that's what I think. I think Avatar. I really. I think people. People were expecting like it's gonna make two hundred million dollars, and I was like, I get it, and I absolutely agree. But with what you just said, we're in a post-COVID era, so I don't think any movie is gonna make two hundred million dollars, right? Uh, right off the bat. So it's all with legs, and I think, like you said, this movie has been um, it got an A plus cinema score from the audience. Um, it's getting very um. Very, extremely critically um loved um and cameron has legs so i think it's gonna hold on in legs um to just jump out there um and hit one of those spots that it needs to be so we'll see again we'll see we'll we'll talk about this in a few months maybe when the final results come in when we know when it's finally pulled from the cinemas
0: we will see what ends up happening um i am not looking forward to three and four and five uh but you know It's it's Cameron, he's gonna he's gonna I I'm I'm ready.
1: I'm ready. I wanna see fire because I wanna see like I'm thinking of Zelda, so I want to see like the Gorons and I wanna see like lizards. Mm -hmm. Like that would be what would be a a creature for fire, like lizards, right? Like big lizards.
0: Yeah, there's gonna be big lizards and scorpions and stuff. No, scorpions scorpions will be in the desert, right? Desert,
1: right? Yeah, so I see like big lizards. Do we have
0: do we have a a thought of the name of this? Is it gonna be the fellowship of fire or the The, so
1: the, this was the way of water
0: the way of water is it going to be like the the following of fire or the the fires know, the fa- of foundation mount, the
1: fires of mount Doom, <laughs>
0: fires of foundation or something like that i don't know something i want some... him to
1: do a map at the end and just add Pandora in lettering just like rings of power <laughs> oh my god what a terrible
0: thing do you think this movie uh do you think this is going to win some awards
1: absolutely i actually think um this might win the three Oscars that it won in 2009. I actually think this could win production design, um cinematography and visual effects. Um and I th- we'll see. I think it can win those. Um and this one is going to get like the first one, the first one got seven eight Oscar nominations. I think this one is on track for the same. Um I see Cameron crashing that best director lineup at the Oscars. Um they love him, you know, um so yeah, I do think Avatar is going to be once again a huge awards player. Um, and we'll see how many end up winning. I actually think it could win the same three that it won 13 years ago.
0: We will see. That's always exciting. I'm excited to figure out what's going to go on with the Oscars. Obviously love talking about those. We'll get there eventually, but not today. That's all we, I think we have today. We're going to talk about some, uh, our favorite movies of the year and we're going to do some Christmas movies next week. I think great. Right? Like uh, some of the Christmas movies over the weekend, right? Yep. Pretty exciting. I'm excited. Are you excited about that?
1: I am. I have, this is another weekend that I have like six movies that I'm going to watch. We have That's Babylon, fantastic. The Whale, Women Talking. So I watch
0: Glass Onion finally. It's great.
1: You can finally see Glass Onion, which I'm probably going to go see again. Well, not go see. Put it on Netflix again. See it. Um, so Yeah, it's going to be a good it's a good Christmas weekend for movies. Actually,
0: that is good. It'll be a good one. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you guys next week with that. And uh, thank you guys so much. Enjoy whatever holidays you end up celebrating over this week. I mean, hopefully it's, uh, you know, it could be whatever it could be. But I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a enjoy Hanukkah. If you celebrate that as well, uh, you know, whatever, more power to you guys. Have a good one. We'll see you next week. See it.